Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6th and the Odyssey app. All right, this is what we're going to do for the 5 o'clock hour. I can't promise you that we're going to take calls every day for the last two weeks. But I can promise you that we are going to take calls here for these next few days. Because this week to me is about celebration. Next week we will have as normal of a week that we can have. I don't really like all the Super Bowl hoopla. Like I'm not interested in wasting you guys time on Super Bowl week to have somebody on to pimp avocado dip. That's it's the chiefs are in the Super Bowl. We're talking about the game next week and how they beat the San Francisco 49ers. But this week you can celebrate. You can take a victory lap around the NFL. This wasn't the Super Bowl that you were supposed to go to. Not with that offense, not with how inconsistent they were, not with that wide receiver room. This was Josh Allen's year. This was Lamar Jackson's year. Cincinnati was finally going to get an opportunity. And here we sit once again in the AFC and the Kansas City Chiefs are representing the AFC in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. As much as things have changed over the last four years in our life, it is still the exact same as it was in February of 2020, at least with the Kansas City Chiefs and their dominance in the AFC. Before we get to that point, I want to tell you guys like a couple, I guess my thoughts about the game. My biggest thought from yesterday's game is they were right. I understand why at times it was really hard to trust and believe them, but they were right. It was almost like they were handed an official statement to give from Andy Reid and Clark Hunt. Like, I'm going to play you this audio from Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast. This was in mid-December. This was on the 13th of December. So this is before they even lost to the Raiders. 
And it was the same rhetoric, the same tone. And now that we can look back, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, when they kept saying, we're going to fix it, we're going to fix it. No, we don't need to add to this wide receiver room. Hey, we're fine. When people like me were screaming at the deadline to make a move, make a move, make a move, you got to make a move. The Chiefs continued to stay steadfast. They trusted their process. And in the end, they are the last one standings in the AFC. And now they are 60 minutes away from hosting another parade in downtown Kansas City. Here was Travis Kelsey about 45 days ago on his podcast. This is a group effort. And when you turn the film on, what's real is that we got guys that can play this game. And we got guys that we can have success with and win with and win championships with. I know it. I've been on championship caliber teams. When you watch the film, penalties in critical moments, turnovers in critical moments, and it's everybody. It's not one guy. It's everybody's getting a piece of the pie. And yeah, it's frustrating. But at the same time, we know it's a lot of it is self-inflicted. And we know that, you know, moving forward, it can be fixed. And we have the guys to be able to get it fixed. And it kind of sounds like a broken record at this point, but I don't, I don't give a damn. It's what it's my, it's my livelihood. It's to, to keep this kind of mentality uh, throughout the season. We're eight and five amongst the top of the AFC. And this year we're, we're battling our tail off and we're figuring out what kind of team we are in a different way than we have in the past. All this that I hear in the media right now about who the chiefs are, it's, it's only building that beast that, uh, that we've been trying to create this entire year. And it's, it's, it's only going to keep making us better and better uh, going through these these learning experiences and going through these tough games. That was Travis Kelsey on the New Heights podcast back on December 13th. Now, I know that some of you have this kid because I was that kid, and I know I wasn't alone. Some of you have like a really talented 15 or 16-year-old son or daughter, and they could get straight A's if they want to, but they just don't apply themselves. And you know if they could just put their mind to it and apply themselves, they could do anything that they want to do. That's how the Chiefs played for most of the regular season. This team is really not much different than they were six, seven weeks ago. They finally just got out of their own way. Yesterday was not perfect by any means. The Chiefs offense was inconsistent. They had another penalty that took a touchdown off the board. Like the Chiefs did things to lose the game yesterday. But you know what Kansas City finally did in a game that really, really mattered? They didn't turn the football over yesterday. Baltimore turned it over three times. You were plus three in the turnover differential. I told you guys at the very beginning of the postseason, if you are plus one in the turnover differential, you win 68% of the games. If you are plus two, you win 81% of the games. If you are plus three, you win 90% of the NFL games that you are in. I don't care what else you do well. You can outrun the other team. You can outthrow the other team. You can be tougher and more physical. If you turn the football over, you are not beating people. You certainly are not beating good teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. Baltimore was minus three in the turnover differential. Kansas City forced three turnovers. They had two interceptions of Lamar and forced a fumble. It's difficult to overcome those. And then you had the fumble by Zay Flowers. Just bad football from the Ravens yesterday. I have been screaming. You have been screaming for the Chiefs to have a commitment to running the football. 
They ran the ball yesterday with Isaiah Pacheco. It didn't always work yesterday. Isaiah Pacheco had 24 carries and had 64 yards rushing yesterday. It's not like they were gashing the Ravens for five, six, seven yards a pop, and it was unstoppable. But you know what they did? They stayed with it. They were consistent. They controlled the time of possession. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They kept that Baltimore defense on the field. And through being on the field, you know what Baltimore's defense did? They made mistakes. At one point, one of the guys clotheslined Patrick Mahomes. They then got a really silly, unnecessary roughness penalty where Roquan Smith basically just knocked over Trey Smith. They ran the football and they stuck with it even if it didn't work early in the game. They didn't turn the football over. Yesterday was the first game this season in which the Chiefs didn't have a drop. They've been dropping balls left and right. They finally didn't drop it. They were one of the most penalized teams in the league. They had three penalties for 30 yards. Baltimore had eight penalties for 95 yards yesterday. You were the more disciplined team. You didn't make the mistakes that Baltimore made. And you won the football game yesterday. It's like when you tell your kid to study really hard for a test. And like, uh, you're like, hey, just trust me. If you study really hard for the test, trust me, it'll work. And then your kid's like, look, I got an A. And then you show them, this is what I've been telling you this entire year. You've always had this ability. All you had to do was apply yourself. The Chiefs were right. All of the answers to everything that they needed were in that building this entire time. And for the first time this season in a major football game, they made the big-time drop late. They forced the big-time penalty late. They stayed to their formula and got the team out of their formula. Kansas City stuck with the run game yesterday even though it didn't work. Baltimore was the team that ejected too early from the run game. They ran one design run with Lamar Jackson yesterday. They got eight carries from their wide receivers and their running back. Baltimore was the team that abandoned the run early. Almost everything that we got frustrated with about the Chiefs and how they lost games this season, it was like they transferred all of that yesterday to Baltimore. And Baltimore was the team that did those things to lose yesterday. The Chiefs get this week to celebrate. And they get this week to say, look, we told you. There's no hole you can poke in that game yesterday. I will not listen to anybody who is complaining about the officiating or that. No, stop it. The Chiefs outplayed the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. They were the more banged up team. They were on the road yesterday and they beat the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. I don't want to hear about the officiating when they could have called a safety as Chris Jones got tripped in the end zone. I don't want to hear about the officiating when they called a questionable call to reverse a touchdown for the second time this postseason on Rasheed Rice. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any of that. Oh, it was fixed. I told you. Stop it. If you say that to me, I, don't, I know not to talk to, about football with you ever again. I know that you are not somebody that we should be talking about the NFL because it's nonsense. Your team just got beat yesterday. That's it's simple and plain. They just got beat yesterday. Now, Rob, I'm not going to get you today, but I want you to know as the same way that our playoff journey started at Cinderblock, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl that Friday, 
It will not be good for you, my friend. We are having people come to the center block. They are going to be able to throw pies at you. That's simple. They're going to be able to throw pies at you. You've earned that this postseason with your gosh darn negativity constantly. I told you this whole time what I gave you the formula. I gave you two formulas this postseason that I not. I know it. I heard myself say it. Run the football. Control the line of scrimmage. Stop turning the ball over. I said it. More rice, more Pacheco, more Kelsey, less of everybody else. They finally did all of those things. They did it for three straight games. Look, it worked. They quit throwing the ball nine times to Justin Watson, and they gave those targets to Travis Kelsey. It worked. They ran the football with Isaiah Pacheco. Look, you control time of possession. It worked. So, you know what? It's not just that they were right. It's everybody was right. Whatever you were frustrated about with the Chiefs and what they weren't doing during the regular season, you were right. And they were also right. They were right that they were going to fix it. And we were right in saying, hey, what you guys are doing isn't good enough. This is what you should be doing. Because all of the suggestions that people gave over the course of the regular season, when the Chiefs finally applied and did those things, it worked. I mean, hand raised. I was wrong. There's no way around it. Simple as that. I was way off. I felt like the Chiefs' deficiencies would eventually handcuff them from winning a Super Bowl. Little of winning, being in the Super Bowl. That's how I felt. I didn't know that it was as simple as, hey, stop doing these things, and they would just stop. But they did. The turnover problem, the last three games of the year against two of the better teams in the NFL, just disappeared. Not a problem anymore. Penalties, which were a constant source of problems. Jawan Taylor, even you were saying it. Jawan Taylor's going to have a costly penalty in the playoffs. Not really. The Ravens yesterday were the far more penalized team. They just, I didn't anticipate they would go from dropsies, penalties, and turnovers to clean football because the calendar changed. But I was wrong. And they did. And they are in the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is different. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is an alien. He is just a different level. I've seen the stats across social media. His regular seasons, he's good. He won MVP twice. But in the postseason, he just, something happens in his brain where he becomes near unstoppable. And we saw it yesterday against the Ravens. And they've played clean football because he's played clean football. And Steve Spagnuolo, man, I, there's not enough nice things to say about him. He made Todd Munkin look horrible yesterday. You know how Todd Munkin embarrassed TCU in the national title game? That's what Steve Spagnuolo did to Todd Munkin yesterday. The MVP and the best offense in the NFL stunk it up for 60 minutes. Had some of the worst turnovers I've seen in the NFL. That's a testament to Spags. So you know what? Hand raised. Rob was wrong. I deserve the criticism. I deserve the hate. I picked against him, and I have to hold that L. They have played flawless or near flawless football this postseason, and Outside of superstitions, which now the city wants me to pick against them for superstition yeah, reasons. Of well, I hope you do it. Obviously, that's the only reason. 
I don't see a path for Bush Lightboy to be, beat the alien. I just don't. I don't <laughs> see it happening. All right, so this is what we'll do. For the rest of the way, we'll take phone calls, 913-586-7610. I'll talk a little bit. You guys will talk a little bit. Let's try to minimize Rob talking a lot today because I don't know if Rob – I don't know if the Rob deserves to chime in a whole lot today because of how negative he was about the Chiefs. Before we take phone calls, and if you want to call, now's the time to do so, 913-586-7610. I just want to pass this PSA to everybody. I just want to pass this. Two texts. CDOT, how involved do you think Kadarius Tony will be in the Super Bowl? CDOT, have you seen Kadarius Tony's IG post? Do you think he will play next week? I want you guys to really hear this. Kadarius Tony has 169 yards receiving this year. 169. He has less than 200 yards from scrimmage. I don't care. Like, I don't say that disrespectfully. I just don't care. Kadarius Tony has 30 yards receiving since Thanksgiving for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has 30. If you want me to add his rushing yards, I add another 22. He has 52 yards from scrimmage since Thanksgiving. I don't care what happens with Kadarius Tony. I really don't. I don't. I don't think he matters in the game. I don't think the Chiefs need him to win the game. I I don't care. I really don't. Respectfully. I will say this before we take this phone call. If you want to chime in, you can do so. I will say this that I think is actually kind of wild. Think about how these two teams handled wide receivers this year. Baltimore drafted a wide receiver in round one in Zay Flowers. And they also spent a significant amount of money on Odo Beckham. Who made the most costly play for the Ravens yesterday? It was Zay Flowers. Odo Beckham did not have a catch until the middle of the fourth quarter. He was a non-factor in the game yesterday. One team spent a lot of resources on wide receiver this year. And their wide receivers in the most important game let them down. Baltimore maybe wins yesterday if they score a touchdown on that Zay Flowers play. I know Chiefs still have the lead. A lot can happen. They got a big pass play. I mean, in a five-minute real-time stretch, Baltimore got their second biggest play of the game. They then had another big catch. Zay Flowers fumbles it at the one-yard line. Chiefs recover, and Zay Flowers busts his hand open in a five-minute stretch. I mean, it was a life-comes-at-you-fast moment for somebody who made a catch in a game down 10 and then tried to walk over Snead like he was Allen Iverson in game one of the NBA Finals. It was ridiculous. And I'm usually not the, hey, let's not call a flag for taunting, let guys show emotion. Bro, you put a lot of sauce on it. He stood over him, looked down, spun the ball, tried to walk over him, was talking like, all right, all right, let's come on now, calm down. And then on the Kansas City side, the wide receiver who was the most maligned wide receiver that they had was MVS. I think their offense, you can maybe give their offense a C plus yesterday. Their offense was not great yesterday. They just have the best defense in the National Football League. Their offense was not great. You know what they needed? They needed their superstar quarterback to make one play in the fourth quarter. And you know what? If that's all you need Mahomes to do, oh, I got you. And ironically enough, in poetic justice, it went to the most maligned player on their team. 
was MVS who made the biggest catch of the game. I mean, do you have a friend that just like all the good things in life always seem to happen to him? You're like, man, yo, how did it, how, how do you always find yourself in this scenario? That's how the chiefs are like, how you're telling me that after all the conversations we had this year about drops and wide receivers, they then get a big catch from the wide receiver that if we had did a month ago, hey, who do you want off the team? MVS would have been the number one overall pick. You remember how, how bad he got booed at Arrowhead a couple of weeks ago? I mean, the boos came from the skies. Boo. And he makes the biggest play of the game. Just that's how this run has gone for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, let's take you guys' phone calls. 913-586-7610. Rick, you called into the show. Hey, Rick, how you doing, my man? I am terrific. Thank you so much. I uh, I love your point of view, as always. I really do appreciate it. I was so happy for MVS. I, I mean, this guy um, just, uh, just, equal, just absolutely offset all the wrongs that he did uh, before. I wanted to point out something you, uh, you, you touched on, which is the Flowers fumble on the one and how that mirrored McCole Hardman's similar play, the fumble on the one. And I'll tell you, when we get to the, when we get to the playoffs over the last four or five seasons, the chiefs have just understood. And that is the difference. That is the difference between a, a Super Bowl caliber team and a team that has all the talent on paper, probably should have won that game. I have great respect for Lamar Jackson. How hard was it to get that guy on the ground? How many times would, you know, would we have him in the grass and he squirts away? One time he throws for a touchdown. I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl with 17 points. Uh, our defense is awesome uh, this year. San Francisco's defense is awesome. I think McCaffrey is real. Uh, I think the real difference is going to be, and I'll take, I'll take your comments off the air, it's the alien. You have it right. Patrick Mahomes is just different in the playoffs. He's just different in the Super Bowl. And I love the Brock Purdy, the Mr. Irrelevant two years ago story, but I'm afraid that Cinderella's carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin because he cannot, he cannot stay on the same plane as Patrick Mahomes. And I'll take it off the air. Thank Rick, you. no problem. I appreciate the phone call, man. I think the key to yesterday's game, I think the key yesterday was, I thought Kansas City stayed with their formula and continued to run the football and continued to get the ball in the hands of their three most important playmakers. They won that game yesterday because of their playmakers. Sneed, Jones, Aminahu, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco. They let their stars be stars yesterday. Where I thought that Baltimore, who had got here by running the ball better, and more than any team in the National Football League, I think that the Chiefs flustered them. I think that first drive in which they went down the field in nine minutes and put together one of the most impressive drives of the Mahomes era, I think that that had them a little discombobulated, and they never found an offensive rhythm. It makes no sense to me to have Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback and only call one design run. makes no sense to me. They called four last week against Houston. I thought that Kansas City was the team that best executed their game plan, and for the first time this season, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, that defined the regular season, whether it was the Lions game, the Eagles game, the Packers game, the build, the first Bills game. This team shot themselves in the foot against good football teams every single step of the way, and I think all of us knew, hey, if you could just clean up some of this, you don't have to play perfect. If you clean up some of this, then you guys can still make a run. 
They won the turnover differential in the AFC playoffs, and their defense continued to be phenomenal. And their quarterback didn't turn the football over once in this playoff run and made the plays when needed, as he always does. This was the definition of a total team effort. Offense, defense, special teams with Harrison Bucker. They have played They have played as well as this version of the Chiefs. It's not going to be as dominating and overpowering as years pass, but it is equally as effective. And I've thought this for a while, but the Chiefs have the best unit in the National Football League. The best unit is Kansas City's defense. It was not Miami's offense or Baltimore's offense or San Francisco's offense or the The best unit in the NFL was Kansas City's defense. They proved that time and time again. I don't care about the metrics or pro football focus or some chart with dots with logos on it. I don't care about any of that. We watch these games. I saw what their defense did against Miami. I saw what their defense did against Buffalo in the fourth quarter. I saw what they did yesterday against the MVP of the league. I saw what they did against the Lions in the first game of the year. The Lions, who had a a phenomenal offense, they scored 14 points against this team. Every single week, this defense stepped up and answered the challenge, and they did so yesterday against maybe their toughest test. Let's go back to the phone lines. Neil is in Lone Jack. Hey, Neil, how you doing, my man? Good afternoon, C. Doc, Carrington, and Rob. How are you guys? Doing great, man. Me too. Um, can't wait for this uh, golden opportunity we have to get this, um, you know, third Super Bowl victory, the quintessential dynasty clinching victory. I'm so excited. I, I have slight concern that you guys are, and, and Chiefs Kingdom is uh, overly optimistic, but I'm still, I'm still optimistic. I'm looking forward to it. And I want to say something, though. Um, I'm not really sure I'm fully understanding the criteria for getting a pizza, but I will say this. It was an interesting season for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Started off, weird game against Detroit, drop passes, penalties, all these things that throughout the year we thought could potentially – keep us from getting to this point. And Rob, I will say, to his credit, had some opinions and, um, and, and, and made his opinions clear and was very negative. And, and to be honest, it was, it was not necessarily something that maybe some people in the kingdom hadn't considered, but we still weren't being all negative Nancy. Rob was, and you know what? It didn't turn out so well for Rob because here we are in the Super Bowl. And, Rob, you know what? You're a loser. <laughs> Rob, you lost. <laughs> Rob, you, your opinions have been run amok. They've been dragged through the mud. They've been, they've been bamboozled. You suck. You lost. You know what, Neil? I'm giving you a pizza. I'm giving you a pizza just because you call Rob what he really is. Rob Loser Britain. RLB, that's who you are. RLB, thank you, Neil and Lone Jack. We're going to give you a pizza. We're going to continue to take phone calls on the other side, 913-586-7610. I have some stats that you guys absolutely need to hear about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. We'll continue to take your phone calls. And, I mean, on defense, their stars really made star plays when they needed to. We'll talk about them. Keep it right here, Sidra. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kansas City is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, let's talk about Chris Jones and to you guys phone calls I don't know what the Chiefs need to do I just know that that is not a player that you can let walk in free agency I understand that you're not going to be able to franchise tag both him and Chris Jones I get that it makes sense to me but I'm telling you man Legereus Sneed makes plays every single week. He is as close to a lockdown corner that you can have in this league. He made the big defensive play that may have won them the game. I mean, that might be the biggest defensive play that they've had during this run was knocking the ball out of the hands of Zay Flowers. I'm not saying it's the most important, but just heads up, big time play, It is one of the best plays that they have had in these Super Bowl runs. I don't know how you let that guy walk in free agency and just take a a compensatory pick for a 27-year-old, versatile, do-everything corner. And Chris Jones just continues to make plays in these moments and continues to be a force. I know that we will debate here coming up in two, three weeks of what his worth is. Whatever he is telling you, he is worth. That's what the market actually is for that player. Because you know, we're going to see a tweet from Jeremy Fowler or Adam Schefter coming up in three weeks. And so you're like, oh, he's asking for too much. No, he's not. The value that they have had from that player this year, that is a 30 to $32 million player. Now, if you don't want to pay it, that's, that's life. That's the NFL. That's the salary cap. But... Chris Jones told us what his value was. He told us what his worth was. And this season and this postseason, he has played like a 30 to $32 million player. He is going to get that from somebody. Or you're going to franchise tag him, and the tag is going to pay him 30-something million dollars next season, and you can negotiate the contract based on that. Your two defensive stars and Trent McDuffie, 
Your two, your three stars on defense all played like stars yesterday. And in a game where people were super worried about Willie Gay Jr. not playing, and I understand it as their best linebacker, he was unable to go and you did not notice it. They stopped Baltimore from running the ball. And aside from two big pass plays in the game, Baltimore did not really generate a lot of offense yesterday in the game. Let's go to the phone lines here. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Peanut. Hey, Peanut, how you doing today, my man? Man, how y'all doing, fellas? How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Uh, first thing first, I got to say this. Rob, you're a loser. Your takes on the Chiefs playoff run, they're comparable to the Bills. They're losers. But I want to get to this. I want to talk about the defense. Um, all week and last week we played the Dolphins. They talked about the Dolphins' injuries to their defense. They talked about the Bills' injuries to their defense. But Willie Gay being out, that was a really big thing to me. I believe that – on that sack that should have been with Chanel missed that tackle on um, Lamar. I think if Gay's in, that's a tackle and they don't score there. Um, we should have blew him out. That Nick Allegretti, shout out to him. But we was missing an all-pro, and I believe that's the reason why Pacheco had 24 carries with that that, um, that little amount of yards. Bro, Mahomes is that guy. Lastly, I want to ask you a question, C-Doc. I'm going to get off the air. I was arguing with my cousins last night about um, is, is Lamar Jackson elite. In my opinion, there's only one elite quarterback, and that's the, that's Patrick Mahomes. Nobody else in the league is elite. He's in a league of his own. Thanks a lot. No problem, Peanut. I appreciate the phone call. I wouldn't fault. I wouldn't fight you on that. I wouldn't fault you for that belief. I mean, if you're only putting one quarterback in the elite category, and it's Mahomes, and just saying like I, I just think at this point with Patrick Mahomes, and I and I thought this for a while. It's not like this just changed yesterday. I just. At this point, the only people you can compare Patrick Mahomes to are Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Like, stop letting them rile you up when someone, I mean, just just last week, someone said they'd rather have Josh Allen than have Mahomes. Stop letting those people get you mad. The only two people that you can compare Patrick to are Joe Montana and Tom Brady. And if you compare him to anybody else, you're a clown. It's that simple. You're a clown. That's that's his category right now. It's not Elway. It's not Peyton, who was incredible. It's not Brett Favre. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Drew Brees. It's not any of these other quarterbacks. It's those two. I think he is now definitively top three. I'm just saying off resume. We're not talking about eye test. Definitively off resume. He's He's third all time to me. Now, I can't speak for Otto Graham or Johnny Unitas. I'm not counting them. So far at 28, he has passed all of those other individuals. And now he has the next 12 years to see if he can beat Joe Montana's four and how close he can get to Brady's seven. But resume at this point, I'm, I'm done arguing it with people. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Chuck. Chuck, how you doing, Chuck? Hey, pretty good. Appreciate taking my call. I had a couple uh, comments and then a couple questions, if you could bear with me. First yeah. of all, I just want to say how lucky we are, like you guys have mentioned, of having Kelsey and Mahomes, Chris Jones, superstars, nationally known. And not only that, but they're good in our community. They, you never have to worry about them getting in trouble. They're in the community supporting other businesses, other sports teams. It's just, it's just refreshing to see it. it. It's unbelievable that we're experiencing this right now. And a couple questions I had is, I know I'm not trying to say Justin Ross is a is a superstar, but I mean, but 
the play he made against Minnesota where he goes up and catches a, up in the air, he, I think he's the only one on our team that can make a play like that. Why do we not do that and, like, quick slants? I, I never see a quick slant in this offense um, around the goal line or something. I, I've never quite understood why we don't utilize those two plays more often with when we struggle in the red zone. And you nailed it on Legereus Need. We got to keep him and Chris Jones somehow. I, I don't care if you have to go to Patrick and, hey, let's restructure and I'll buy you freaking Whataburger for the next 20 years, Clark tells him. Whatever. We got to get them to sign. And I appreciate your time and all this stuff there. No problem, Chuck. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I just don't know how you let Sneed walk in free agency. It just doesn't. It just doesn't compute to me. I just don't know how you can watch the impact that he has on this team. Watch it, how much it frees up your young player. I mean, right now, the Chiefs have the best. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. And they have the, the best cornerback duo in the National Football League. The three most important things in the league. Throwing the football, having guys that can get after the quarterback, and have guys who can defend this is the deepest and most talented wide receiver has ever been in the history of the league. They have the best quarterback in the league, and they have the best one-two corners in the, in, in the NFL. I just don't know how you let one of those players walk in free agency, and all you're going to take is a compensatory pick. So I don't know how they're going to figure it out. We're going to spend later on this week talking to various cat people to see how they can figure it out. But you cannot allow Snead to go play for another team next year. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll take your calls coming up on the other side. We'll also talk about, you know what? Congratulations to Taylor Swift because the longstanding Chiefs fan who had to endure the Christmas Day loss against the Las Vegas Raiders, she got to come out on the other side and all of her hard work and service of cheering for the Chiefs, it paid off as they're going to the Super Bowl. Keep it right here, Mr. Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. You know what? We got three calls. I want to do everything in my power to make sure that we take all of those calls. Before we take those calls, I would like to at least notify you guys of this very simple point before we get to the phone lines. The Chiefs, they have been an unnecessary distraction, in my opinion, from what the real story in college basketball is. And that's how disappointing this KU team is. They're not that good. I've seen them. I've seen them multiple times in person. And I've watched them over the course of Big 12 play. They're just, they're okay. They're okay. They have the same conference record as K-State does. They're all right. And it's not surprising that this is maybe as tough as the Big 12 is. They started adding some new schools, and now KU is just average. They're four and three. You guys don't know how bad I want KU to be a five seed in the tournament. You guys just don't know. I don't have anything to cheer for with my basketball team, so now I got to be Rob. I got to just be a hater. I got to hate on Kansas the rest of the way. That's the enjoyment. That's my pleasure in this college basketball season. It's watching Caitlin Clark drop 40 on everybody, and it's cheering against Kansas. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Do you there's, think there's KU, nothing else about college basketball that I enjoy right now. Do you think KU could be like the Chiefs and be a spicy three or four seed make Hopefully a run? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. 
if KU goes to the Final Four this year, I'm taking off that whole week. Where's Carrington at? Where's he at? He's on vacation the whole week, Monday to Friday. I don't think I've ever taken a whole week. I will that week. I don't want to be here. I'm not talking about that team. I had enough the last time they went to it. We really shouldn't be talking about they should be under 500 in the Big 12 because they should have lost to TCU. TCU should have beat them at home, but they cheated. And you, KU fan, you know they cheated. That was actually worse than what happened to Clemson on this weekend. You saw what happened to Clemson, Rob? That was bad. That was real bad. Oh, that was bad. KU, I hope you enjoy your four seed in the NCAA tournament. Doesn't matter. You'll probably still get Sprint Center. I don't know where the closest games are, but KU, it doesn't matter what. They could be the 8-9 game. They'll still go to wherever they need to go. They do it every year. I'm sick of it. All right. Let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Steve, you there? Hello? Hello? Um, this is Steve. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, uh, you know, I'm one of those fans that, unfortunately, I, I give away my age, but I started watching the Chiefs in the 80s, so I went through all the suffering for all of those years saying if we just had a quarterback, if we just had a quarterback. And then by some miracle, Mahomes comes along. And I, I just think it's because um, Kansas City is still considered flyover country by some. We're not the East or West Coast. But Mahomes doesn't get the respect he deserves because of the fact he plays for Kansas City. I mean, it's simple as that. But Sharp was on – Sharp was on uh, – Sharp was on, I think, first take or something like that today talking about, you know, there's no other quarterback in his league. He's in a completely different atmosphere, you know. The the, the quarterbacks in the AFC are great, but they're they're not that good. I mean, the only you, you kind of stole my thunder when you said that he's 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 competing with the the quarterbacks that are no longer playing. You know, the Montana, the Brady, whatever. Um sooner or later, I guess the uh people that think they know what they're talking about will quit being angry when he does well and quit and quit disrespecting him, right? And that's all I got. I'll listen up 100%, there. 100%, Steve. I appreciate you. We need less people like Rob in the media. I'm with you. Uh, we got – how much we got? Two minutes left? 90 seconds left. I don't know. Do we got enough? All right, Josh, we got 90 seconds left. I'm going to give you 70 seconds of it. Go ahead. All right. Hey, that's the Midwest Sports Podcast. I totally love you. Hey, KU's overrated. Hunter Dixon's been a total disappointment. But the best thing at Chiefs game yesterday was watching Ravens just totally unravel. You know, it, it started with Travis Kelsey, and they continued to unravel and unfold. It was... All right. I mean, I mean, Josh's phone didn't work. Someone said, CDOT, you're falling for the slow stretch of Kansas basketball. I, that's all I have. I don't take away you guys' joy. Why would you take away my joy? Can you let me be happy that Kansas might be just okay at basketball this one time? Please, you know, let me let me celebrate. Do you know what really stinks? The chief success takes away from another Spygate conversation with, with college sports. That's what I really <laughs> want to talk about. I saw they were, like, videotaping inside the huddle. I saw it. They were being – it's probably Kansas. They, they were cheating, weren't they? Was, was, was Kansas cheating? It was Iowa State. Iowa State was Bush cheating. Light Boy and Co., Iowa State was the one cheating. All right. Well, I don't know how Kansas can be eighth in the country, but fourth in their own conference. That just seems 
a little out of whack to me, but what do I know? I don't know. Hey, uh, I know. Tell Jerry I'm sorry, and we'll give Jerry a pizza. Give Jerry a pizza to the other place. Take him, uh, and we'll tell him. Tell him I apologize. I'm sorry, Jerry. All right, back again tomorrow. I appreciate you guys. I'm sure you're in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. Let's have a great next two weeks. You know what? Let's make it three weeks as we get ready for another parade. Take care of yourself. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.